Welcome to Adventures in Creativity, a show fueled by conversations and curiosity with your host, David Swida. Hey, welcome back. This is the Adventures in Creativity podcast. I'm David Swiduck, the guy that they mentioned in the intro. <laughs> All right, guys. So I mentioned it last week. I have a very, very fun conversation coming up for you guys. I'm excited about this one. I have been sitting on it for a little while. We recorded it a while back. And as is the case with these uh, these conversations, these interview episodes, it seems like they come in bunches. So I end up recording a handful of them in a short period of time. And then I have to sit on them because I only release them once a month. And so that's what's been going on here. This conversation is, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give a, a huge intro here. It's, it's with two individuals. Um, they are very good friends individually with each other online. Although it was kind of interesting because they had never actually spoken to each other, like hearing each other talk, uh, to each other until we got them on this podcast together. But, I wanted to talk with both of them because they are both fantastic individuals in the world of content creating and making. I have today for you my two guests, Mr. Ant Pruitt and Mr. Vincent Ferrari. One, a fantastic content creator and tech guy. The other, a all you could say is he's an all-around maker. And together, they, they really embrace Ant's mindset and you'll see it on Twitter if you follow me. And his hashtag is create and dominate. I love that so much. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. The conversation between myself, Mr. Ant Pruitt, and Mr. Vincent Ferrari. All right. So we have a very special show today. I already talked about that. I'm going to let these guys just kind of introduce themselves and we'll get going. We're going to wing this. We're going to just talk about just some general creativity. We had some fun Twitter exchanges over the last, I think it was a couple days prior to recording this. And we thought, you know what? Let's just jump online because our first guest, or I guess they're in no particular order, but Vincent Ferrari, he said he we'd probably talk for seven hours. And I don't think we're going <laughs> to, I don't know if we're going to do that tonight, but um, oh, we figured you don't let's. Know Vinny. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Well, we'll we figure we just jump into it. So why don't you guys uh, take a minute? We'll get into it. Let people know who you are and kind of what you do, and then we'll see where things head. Cool. Um, my name is Vincent Ferrari. Um, I have a small side hustle called Handmade by Vincent Ferrari. Um, I consider myself a maker, and lately I've been enjoying exploring um, making and creativity. Kind of from a business standpoint, but also from a motivational standpoint, telling, you know, trying to get people who are into it to stop thinking so much about having the tools and having this, that, and everything else and just getting started. Because that seems to be the hurdle that most people have. And I'm living proof because I didn't get started till I was 41 and I'm 43 now. So <laughs> I kind of wish I'd gotten started earlier. So I'm trying to really just grab people and say, hey, if you want to do this, just do it already. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And that's kind of where most of what I'm into these days comes from. Nothing wrong with that at all. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, I start a little later, but uh, absolutely, that's that's one of my favorite ideas is just getting to it. Put the work in. Don't hesitate. Just do what you want to do. 
because there's there's no guarantees of tomorrow and we we just got to make that stuff and, and let it flow out of us now the other guy that you guys have heard his voice some of you may know him some of you may not but he he's all about getting to work i know that with with his <laughs> now famous in my world hashtag of create and dominate i've mentioned it here before we've got uh mr ant pruitt how you doing man hey man i'm unbelievable what about yourself I'm good. I'm good. I can I could do with a little less snow, but you know, that's all things considered. We're we're good. Yeah, you just keep all that up there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I figure, you know, we'll deal with the snow and cold temperatures, but at least we don't have any poisonous snakes and spiders and forty seven other things and earthquakes <laughs> and hurricanes. We we don't have any of that. I, I get to snow blow and shovel and bundle up to stay warm and that's about it. The and silver lining. <laughs> What's what do you call it? It's the uh, the simple pleasures and simple pleasures, man. Simple pleasures. <laughs> so what what are you up to? Let people know you you do a little bit of everything. So we might this might be where the seven hours comes in. But <laughs> oh, come on, no, I I, I I always say that I am um, like a jack of all trades, if you will. Ain't that the phrase? Jack of all trades and master mm-hmm. of none. That is, you know, I, I I'm not great at anything but i can do just enough to to be dangerous you know (laughs) um but i guess more formally i am a digital content creator uh that unlike mr vinny i'm a lot more selfish about it i do this because i love doing it and i didn't think anything about sharing it but <laughs> it's like no, nah, I don't care. I don't want to share that with nobody. But no, I um people were 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 asking me about how to do this, how to do that. So I started sharing the little bit that I know, and it just started to grow from there. And now it's just part of my daily mo. Outside of doing IT stuff, I am constantly creating something, shooting something, editing something, or, or brainstorming, or what have you, you know, just right. trying to create and dominate, baby. <laughs> I love it. That's got to be one of my favorite phrases lately. I, in the last, I don't know when I saw you start using that six months ago, something like that. And I, I love it. I, I don't, I try not to use it too much. I don't want you thinking I'm ripping you off or nothing. No, but. have at it, my man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a way of life. I mean, it, it's, if you walk down the stairs here in my home, um, there's a couple signs on the wall and you hit the signs. And in one of those signs is, you know, how are you going to dominate today? Right. You know, it, that, that's just it's a, a way of life, you know. That's right. I love it. Vinny, you were going to jump in and say something. Oh, yeah, I have no such shame. I have no problem stealing his hashtag. I've stolen it many, many times. I've stolen it on numerous occasions just because it's so good because... It is. The, you know, if, you, if, you're a creative per, if you're a creative person, right, you, mm-hmm. you always feel like you're, you're bringing something new to the world. And, and right. that's, that's the coolest part. Like, all right, I make a thing and it's a little thing, right? But I look at it and I go, that's something that wasn't there before. Like, yep. it's something new in the world. And that's right. freaking awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's, to me, even if I never become big, like a Jimmy Duresta type guy, mm-hmm. you know what? So be it. But that, to me, dominating is just having yourself out there and having people look at your work or having someone see your stuff on Instagram and go, hey, I saw that on Instagram. Can you make that for me? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Sure. And, and even if you've never done it before, you're looking at it like, this is a cool challenge. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like improv. It's like improv. Like, the answer is always yes and. It's never no. It's true. <laughs> yes right. and. I, I love that approach to, to creativity in general, you know, just kind of approaching everything so open-minded with that, you know, yeah, sure, let's try it. Let, let's do it. Of course I can, yeah. And not being not being afraid of it, because I think for so many creatives, we, we run into that. And I mean, we're all guilty of it at times, I think, where we kind of get in our own heads a little bit. But it's that mindset of just, you know what, quit letting other people tell you you can't do something. And worse, quit letting yourself tell you that and just just get in there and try it. What's the worst that happens? It doesn't right. turn out. I mean, I, I, we're, we're making pictures. We're creating stuff. You know, we're, we're making something. There's nothing that's going to happen. I mean, it's not like we're diffusing nuclear bombs. <laughs> you know, hey, there, there's always Control Z, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I always talk about Jimmy Deresta because he, whenever I think of creativity, just Jimmy just comes to mind almost almost reactively for me. Right. And he he had an amazing thing that he said on a couple episodes ago on make on making it, which is a podcast he does, and he said that if you ever have a really wacky business idea, then just take that idea and give it to a couple of your friends. And when that, when those friends hear that, the ones that encourage you, those are your friends. Mm -hmm. The ones that tell you you're crazy and you shouldn't be doing it, you should never tell them anything again, and yep. you should probably consider not being their friends anymore, because those are people that are not going to stand by you while you pursue your crazy passions. Right. I was like, well, this is why I don't have any friends here, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> that that reason right there i mean it, it it's he's saying that sort of tongue in cheek but it's so true though you know it is it's it, it's um you know i can't speak for you guys but some things here in the south in 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 the black community the last thing people think about is a black photographer walking around trying to take pictures and sell them you right know, they always think that's not a real job you know, mm. you, you need to get a real job. You need to go out and do something manual or what right. have you, or, or, or in my case, IT or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and sure. I'm like, Hey, whatever. That's just the, the way that people were brought up and taught. And you know, I'm just going to shake that mold. And every now and then I come across that one person that says, you know what? Go for it. You right. Know, you, you, you got, you're hungry. Go eat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's interesting what you're saying there because I, I wonder if it's if it's not so much a, a, a South thing or, or anything like that. If it's more when you get away from the the big cities on the coast, mm -hmm. you know, your, your New Yorks, your LAs. Because I'm I'm up here way up northern Minnesota. I mean, I'm literally uh, I think about two and a half hours from the Canadian border, Jeez. and so wow. right smack dab in the middle. I mean, I'm up here. It's it's tiny town, right? And it's frozen and cold. And I'll walk around with a camera if I'm just out, you know, walking around taking pictures in town here or drive. Most often, you know, because there's so much uh, rural communities where it's nature and nature, nature in these real small towns. Yeah. I'll be driving around, I'll park and I'll get out and take pictures of the, you know, whatever off the side of the road. I'll go hike into the woods and I get just as many of those crazy looks like, what are you doing? Go get it. <laughs> you know, you can't. What, this, what, you're, this is nonsense. What are you doing? You know? I don't. It's do, just a weird thing. I went through the same thing because when I first got my first um, my first SLR, which was a digital Rebel XT. Sure. Um, I my big thing. Um, I had. And damn it, if I could remember his name, I'd feel a whole lot better about myself right now. But there was a photographer in New York City, 
and his name was Travis something or other, and his thing was subway photography, oh, which sure. sounds like the dumbest idea you've ever heard. And then you see his work, and you go, my God, oh, no, it's amazing. That's, that's the best stories right there, man. I agree. <laughs> so I got really into subway photography. Like, sure. like daily, I would take my ca- my ca- I would go to work with my camera on my neck. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Even even there, like people like what are you what you're taking? What are you taking pictures of in the subway? Like <laughs> right. the, we've seen this stuff. Yeah, you don't see the beauty of it anymore because you see it every day. It's it's incredible. Right. That's got to be one of the coolest parts. I mean, as a photographer, you know, I know you know we all kind of have the three of us have you know a multitude of different things we're into, but photography as as a, as a kind of common thread. I love it when you can just you know be walking around and you can make an image of something that people walk by a million times a day and they you know they've walked by it their whole life and then you show them that picture and they're like wow man where is that at yeah. that's crazy yeah. you know that's beautiful yeah. and then it's like oh it's right there next to your door yeah, <laughs> it resonates with them differently after that right you know? it's it's one of the coolest things that you know I I think is so overlooked oftentimes with, with photography. People, I think in today's day and age, they think of, you know, the kids taking pictures of their food on Instagram and every restaurant you go to, whatever it is, you know, and they Mm -hmm. they see this culture, this kind of public persona of it. But when you really get down in it, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, there's so much more there than, than most people. I don't want to say common people because it's, it's not not that non-photographers may be the best way um, where they, they just don't know how to see the world around them. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're not accustomed to looking at it. They're yeah. accustomed to kind of existing alongside it and walking past it. Right. You know, and that's, that's the one thing that photography kind of forces you to do. Like, if you're really into photography, mm-hmm. and you don't want to go out and grab one image. I mean, no, that's a wasted walk. That's a wasted day. You know, I used to come home from work with a memory card full of photos, you know, fucking 150 <laughs> photos. And, you know, you would look at some of them and go, is that even a different photo from the other one? Well, yeah, it's very different. See that person yeah. standing over there in that one. But you just, you, you know, your eyes just there to see different things from what yeah. a civilian would see. A civilian sees a subway car full of people. I mm-hmm. see, wow, look at all these people putting their hands up on the ceiling because it's so packed they can't hold on to it. That's cool. Hold the camera right up against the ceiling and take the shot that way or take it upside down so you can get the perfect shot of the hands touching the ceiling yeah that you know that's just the way you look at it when you're a photographer you can't even help yourself it's it becomes natural after a while that's how i feel about street photography here in uh charlotte um it's a lot more fun of course when it's not as cold as it is now it's not minnesota cold but you know it's a lot more it's a lot more fun to do it um in the spring and summer right because you get to see the different personalities come out um charlotte is a financial town financial city i think it's like the what they call it the second financial city of the nation or something some crap like that behind behind new york so there's always bankers walking around you know, there's a bunch of suits, a bunch of suits and a bunch of other um, tech people and whatnot. Right. And when you when you see people walking out of the office at the end of the day, like on a, on a Monday or a Tuesday, you can just see the emotion in their face like, holy <laughs> crap, I'm so glad to get up out of here. You know, <laughs> there's people that are just down, you know, a couple blocks down the road 
on a scaffolding, you know, with with hammers and drills and whatnot, they clock out and they're just grinning and, they, you know, they're, they're happy. <laughs> you know, they just, hey, it's just the life. But to right. see those office people and to capture that emotion when they get out, it's it's freaking awesome on, a, on the film, you know. Yeah. Well, I have to say that's one thing I've never experienced. I think, Ant, you had seen my <laughs> kind of tongue-in-cheek Instagram story a short time back. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> out shooting a roll of film through my uh, my new medium format uh, film camera, and I'm out on these back roads. There is no one inside. In fact, one of them had a deer running down the road. I don't know. You can barely see it. And I was like, yeah, just out here. Enjoying a little street photography. Because <laughs> I just it had that so funny, it. man. <laughs> I just I was feeling like a smart aleck because yeah, there's our streets. Literally the downtown where I'm at. I mean, I could go there right now, stand on the on the corner and and just watch. I might see two people, three people in an hour. I'll see cars drive by, <laughs> but there's no one. I mean, it's it's not like I, I see street photography. There's people walking all over, and you know. <laughs> If I'm on that street and people are walking around, they will cross and go wherever they, they'll see that camera. And it, it's, it's like, what is this maniac doing? Let me get away from here. This dude and, was on a street and the picture he showed, I, that, that street <laughs> may have been 10 miles long, just straight. Just <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing out there, but snow. Yep. Just, snow and pines. <laughs> and it, I'm like, man, he is in the middle of nowhere. You know, they, they don't even have to curve the streets. That's how far out of nowhere you are. It's just <laughs> right? There's it, nothing it just, to go around. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not far off. I mean, I, I remember back uh, when I was still doing my, my daily vlog I did for a while, which that was an insane thing, but I was downtown one afternoon on my lunch break. I mean, I say downtown, it's just Main Street. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that was the most active time because you had people coming in and out of the couple little restaurants or whatever. And Post office. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm walking around and I was shooting. I had my camera up on a little bendy tripod and I'm walking around and shooting and I seen people coming and people really look at you funny up here doing that, let me tell you. And so I put the camera down and I seen these two older women coming at me. And I'm like, oh, I just, I, the, the way they were dressed was perfect, small town, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to kind of just hold the camera at my chest and leave it running and record them, you know, just a little B-roll footage of this little mm -hmm. slice of life. Those two busted me doing that even. And, and, and in that video, oh. they're like, oh, I hope you got a good picture. Oh, <laughs> I was laughing. I felt so awkward. It was the most, <laughs> most awkward thing. And it wasn't, I mean, I kept doing my vlog, but after that, it was like, I would, I would stop somewhere and there's never, you know, a lot of places I can go with no one around. And I would just sit there and talk to myself and there'd be nothing around, but critters are running deer maybe or whatever. And I'd go <laughs> yeah. out in the woods and hike around and talk to myself. The, the thing is there, there is an advantage and disadvantage when I think about it now. Sure. Um, being in those small towns and you walking around with those cameras, people have heard about photographers and kids or whoever yep. just walking around with cameras. So they sort of expect it now. Yep. The negative side of it is the paranoia that, that comes with yes. it. There's some people that are paranoid and there's some people that hey, they could give a shit. They don't care. Whoops. I probably shouldn't have cursed. Um, they, they don't care. You know, I, uh, I can go to one of the smaller towns here outside of Charlotte. There's actually two that I really enjoy going to. And, um, just a tiny little 
main street of it is just just so full of a bunch of different little local shops and, you know, just local love, if you will. Right. And so people are always walking through there and just feeling their own little pride. And, and they see me with my camera and the majority of them, they're like, huh, whatever, dude, with a camera. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Or better mm-hmm. yet, don't let me go out there with a drone. Oh, dude, what a oh, drone. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. You oh, know, man, you have they, they get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, the two most common questions I get if someone does question me. It's the general, you know, what what are you doing with these pictures? What are you doing? And the second follow-up that is equally as passionate is, are you, are, are you a tax person? Are you taking pictures of my pro? Are you, you going to raise my wow. taxes? You are in a mm-hmm. small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real small town. And so it's like I get used to it. And, and you know, a lot of that you – because I live here and a lot of people, you know, if I sit down and, you know, just take a second and talk to them – you know, a, a smile and a friendly like, hey, here's the back of the camera. No, check this out. I was looking at this. And that goes a long ways to ease those fears. It does. And, you know, I, I kind of think of it in terms of like, you know, almost every time those interactions happen, it's a little bit of educating our small corner of the world. Like, yeah, no, you know, nothing nothing insidious here happening. It's it's just making art, man. <laughs> yeah. And I've had to do that a couple of times and it really mm-hmm. does help just diffuse it. And yep. make them more comfortable. And if you're lucky, it turns them into a customer too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, Vincent, are you still shooting or? I I do um, not as much as I used to. Um, Man, he ain't got time to shoot. He's making all of this stuff. <laughs> you know, it's funny that most of my shooting now, because I don't live in New York City anymore. I live probably about... About 40 minutes north of the city now. Sure. Um, and most of my shooting now is like, wow, what the hell is that in my backyard? You know? <laughs> like, I have deer shots that people go, how are you getting these deer shots? I'm like, there's a family of them that literally lives in my backyard. Like, it's really, I promise you, with a 300 millimeter lens and a polarizing filter through my office window, you'd be amazed what oh, you I can bet. catch. Yeah. I got a family of 10 in my backyard. It's the best. It's the that, best. That's I mean, that's the craziest part. I have nothing in my yard. I live in, in town kind of, but I go out in the woods and I sit there and I'll see them all over and they are skittish. But see, along with the deer here, we get the wolves. And oh, that, oh, that okay. makes wildlife a little a little nervous. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it no makes doubt. me a little nervous. Even the deer are like, shit, that's just too far from me. Like, I, I ain't got time to take that trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cold. Exactly. <laughs> I felt for them poor animals this last last this winter in general, man. Oh, We've yeah. had some sixty, seventy below air temps, and it's been brutal. But Jeez. they make it; they're used yeah. to it. They fatten up. But it was like that picture I took the other day, where I got to see the first real look at you know the younger ones, the younger mm-hmm. deer since the winter started. And I was like, oh wow, they're all puffy. It's that yeah. time of the year they puff up. It's so funny because yeah. I remember when that particular one that I took that picture of was born. And it was all knock-kneed and weirdly walking in the backyard and stuff. And I saw it the other day. I'm like, whoa, look how puffy. You just want to go over and just run your fingers. Like, look how soft it looks. Oh, those little ones in, in the winter, they, they look like cartoon characters. They I really mean. do. <laughs> it's insane. And they'll go, they go run and play, and they're jumping in the snow. I, I saw one the other day jumping out across the road after work in, in town here. And 
face was just covered in snow, but they're so fluffed up with this cold weather. I mean, <laughs> yep. it, it, it looked like he was just in a snowball fight and he was having the time of his life. This, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, I know <laughs> it's an animal. They don't think like that, but I, I kind of projected this whole story onto it. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> we had our first, our first male baby born. Oh. Like all the babies that were born the last couple of years were female. Sure. And then one day we were, you know, my wife and I, because we like to watch them when they're in the backyard because they come in in like, you know, four to eight, you know, right. at a time. Right. And one of them walked by the window and you could see where the antlers were starting to form. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I've never seen that before. You know, you're used right. to seeing the ant- either the antlers are there or they're not, but you're not used to seeing them starting to form. It's I would never live in the city again. Like I'm so done with that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I it's yeah, there's a lot more opportunities to be creative outside of, you know, in the city, but I just feel like my I'm just more relaxed and more open to what's going on around me up here than I ever was when I lived in the city. Well, that's I an gotta, interesting concept. Go ahead, Ant. Go ahead. I got to disagree with him. I don't I can't assume that it's a lot more just because it's the city. You know, it it, it depends on you know, what your specialty is, you know, people that are landscape, the last thing they're thinking about are skyscrapers. Right. Well, I was, I was going to add along those same lines. I was going to say, it's, it's kind of interesting you say that because I wonder, does the city provide more opportunity to be creative or does it provide more opportunity to do something with what you've made after you've made it? If that mm. makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. you have more opportunities to get in in front of people locally and you have a much bigger local quote unquote audience there with a, a big city where you've got galleries, you've got tons of, you know, small shops, big shops, all this stuff. And a lot of people that with, with a lot of connections there and it's maybe, I, I wonder, I mean, I, I don't know if it's I, the I, cre- I think you're onto something. Yeah. I making sense on the city. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true too. Because I I can give you an example. Um, the last couple of days, and I do this every now and then, particularly mm-hmm. with Instagram. Um, if you just open up the the, I think it's just a search feature or something like that, and right. you just type in your city, it'll pull it'll pull up what people have tagged for your city or close by. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So of course I'm going to put in Charlotte, even though I'm about. 10 minutes from Charlotte, I'll put in Charlotte thinking I'm going to see, you know, the top picks or the most recent picks from um, that city and probably going to see a bunch of photographers. Right. Not even close. No. Not even close. <laughs> no. And I know about four or five outstanding photographers in the city, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time that there's a little bit of a disconnect as far as people you know, buying into the art of photography here because it's it's just not that kind of city. This is again, you're dealing with bankers and they right. wanna go to they'll go see concerts, they'll go see the, the fine arts there with music and things like right. that and theater. Um, but photography is it's it's a tough, tough gig here. That's yeah. funny because I notice the same thing. Like if I search if I go to the hashtag for the village I live in, which is a village of about nineteen thousand people. So I mean I'm not living in a major metropolis here. Yeah. There's a couple of kinds of pictures you're gonna see. You're gonna see a lot of food pictures and whatever, and those are all taken by the locals. Yeah. And then you're gonna see these incredible photographs of the of the older buildings and you know, because we're right near a, one of the largest parks in New York State. And you'll see pictures from there, and you'll see pictures of the wildlife, 
And where are the who are those pictures taken by? People visiting. Visitors, right. yeah. It's never the locals <laughs> taking those shots. Well, some of it's me, but then it's everyone else that's passing through like, oh, look at this theater that was built in the 1920s, Art Deco. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. And who took it? Well, I was passing through <laughs> on my way from the Bronx to the Catskills, you know? It's not the people that live here taking those pictures. It's just, it's just not. You know, so. I, I've been a part of the um, local arts community here, and... I decided to get out of it because it's just not fruitful and it, it, it's really, 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 really tough to try to network there and try to get other people interested in it. And the, I think they're probably going to go defunct anyway, because even the town itself is putting up all kinds of barriers to get them out of the building or get them somewhere else. And just like, yeah, we, we really don't want to, do anything with you photography and artists folks right and and it's it can be a tough sell i mean regardless of how close you are to a metropolis if that particular area doesn't really buy into that kind of art it just it's just not going to happen now if i was out here shooting nascar like images sure man i'd probably make a killing (laughs) <laughs> you know, but but it's just not my, that's not my thing I, I don't get me wrong I like NASCAR well, not as much as I used to but I, I right. did like NASCAR but that's not the kind of things that I want to shoot or spend spend my time on you know I love the skylines right. I love the the lakes and things that are here and, and the rivers and all of that but most people here take that stuff for granted you know the visitors don't but the residents they're, they're like eh, yeah whatever it's just a river right <laughs> yeah yeah, that's that. That's kind of what you know. Going back to what we were talking about earlier is you know when you're there and, and you live there, you've been there a long time. It's that stuff that you just walk right by. It passes you by. You never notice it. And and sometimes it takes a lot to shake that that free even with people wanting to see it. You know, and you you almost have to keep things vague enough where. They're wondering, is that here or was just some, you know, exotic travel you did? Or you know, <laughs> what is this? You know, and it, it's it's insane. Yeah, I, I guess the other question for you, uh, Vincent, about about what you said about moving, how much of an impact do you think it had? Just as far as day to day, um, I don't want to call it distractions, but the the for lack of a better term, the distractions and hustle and bustle of being in New York City versus now, like you said, it's more relaxed. And how much do you think that plays on on your ability to be just kind of open minded and let the creativity just flow? You know, it's in? it. I I always I tell my I told my wife a couple of years after we moved up here that it literally saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was always. I don't know how to, I felt like I was always just being stretched when I lived in the city. Right. And like there was always this constant just tension all the time. And when I when I, when I when we moved up here, I just felt it just go away. It's yeah. Just just gone. And you know, I started in in a couple of years ago, I started in my basement with a corner and a workbench. And I was like, I- I'm going to just set up a little space where I can do little projects. Mm-hmm. And now it's half my basement, and I have every tool. I have tools. I have things in my basement that I look at and go, Jesus, did I actually buy that? You know? And it's like, I, like I, I just bought, I just, I'll give you a perfect example. I just bought a laser cutter. 
Yeah. And I spent I spent four grand on a laser cutter. <laughs> and I, I love this thing. I mean, I'm really getting the hang of using it. I'm I'm starting to roll out something that I've wanted to do for a really long time and I'm very excited about it. And every day I just look at this house and where I'm at now, and I just go, Jesus, I, none of this would have happened in the city. I just yeah. I didn't have the space. Right. I didn't have... I, I, this is a product of moving up here. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily affected my creativity, mm-hmm. but it definitely affected my ability to be creative. Sure. Because mm-hmm. now I have space to do it. And it, it, it made right. all the difference in the world for me. That makes sense. Lit the fire. It really did. <laughs> it really did. Right. It really did. And it's a good fire to have. Like, I love, you know, I was going through some stuff, you know, I'm, without going too far into detail, but I've been dealing with chemo and radiation for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks and a couple of months, actually. And a couple of weeks ago was really the first time I was able to spend the weekend down in my shop again. And it just was like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. You know, like, and... People that don't do what we do, you know, whatever creative outlet they have, they don't understand being away from it and how it affects your psyche. Oh man! Mm. Like, like if you if if I went to your houses, your respective houses, and I took away your cameras, yeah, you would survive, right? You could go on with your life, your day would go on, everything would be, you know, relatively fine from the outside. Yeah. But then if I come back a couple of days later and I gave you back your cameras, yeah. You'd be like, oh, thank God, it's back in me. I, I gotta go out and take pictures now. And people that don't have these outlets don't understand mm-hmm. that that need to do it. They that that drive is just something that's alien unless you do. You have some kind of outlet, and that could be any outlet. But if you don't have it, you don't appreciate the drive to kind of follow that outlet. You know. Absolutely. No, I, I know, I think I've talked about it either either on this show or maybe when I'm uh, writing on my website, but if I go a week, two weeks, something like that, and I'm, you know, for whatever reason, just not able to get out shooting or not able, music is my other biggest thing. I've been, I've been drumming since I was in second grade. And nice. If I, if I can't do something with music or do something with my photography or writing something, if I get too busy and I just don't get a chance, I'm, I'm a bear. My, my poor wife, she, she'll be the first to tell you. She's like, my God, just go do something because... Get out like, of the house. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally does. it, And I won't even realize it at first, but all of a sudden it'll click like, oh, it's been three weeks since I've gotten out shooting or since I did this or that. And yeah, it's it's wearing on me. It, it really impacts you, you know, when you get used to doing it. When it, It's almost like the ideas bottle up and then just they can't go anywhere because you can't do anything. So you just... You get tense, you get cranky, you get, you know, a little angry, irritable. Yeah. It's it's weird. And then you get idea vomit, which is even worse. <laughs> because then you get in front of all your stuff and it's like, I want to do this and I want to do this and right. I want to do this. And it's like, yeah, dude, you got like eight hours in a day, maybe four of which you could actually spend doing this. Yeah. Ratchet it back like twenty five <laughs> ideas right now. You know, make a list, but take take that list a little slower, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope y'all don't get as bad as me because you talk about going a couple of days without shooting. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I I, I no? seriously can't do that. I will if it comes down to it. I will go down and snap a photo of a coffee mug if I have to. Yeah, and I've done it. 
I know I've seen it on your, I, I've jumped into some Instagram live stuff with you and that's what you're doing. You're playing. I, I just, it, I have to do something every single day and it, cause if I don't, it don't feel right. Right. And a lot of times, even just shooting those mundane, mundane things, it, it's mm-hmm. a learning experience and mm-hmm. something that I can, you know, remember for down the road when I'm doing something a little more serious, you know? So yeah, I, I have to do it every single day because I, I believe in that 10,000 hour rule. Right. Mm. I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm going to be getting pretty close here soon. You're probably at 9,800 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I lost my, my, my counter a little while back. So I'm just, uh, I'm going with the flow. I figure I'll just keep practicing. <laughs> now that's, that's kind of interesting though, because when you, when you mentioned just kind of doing something because it's something you can store away later, you know, you're kind of in a sense practicing. How do, how do you guys come at it? Cause you're, you know, you're both kind of doing different things. Do you build in time? I know, Ant, you just told us you did, but um, where you're intentionally just looking at something and saying, you know what, I'm, I know down the road I want to be doing this thing. I've got this thing coming up or this idea. Let me go do some of this just to practice this one thing I feel I'm a little weak in. Do you guys, will you uh, attack your stuff that way? Or? I, I'd love to say I do, but I don't. Yeah. Um, I, am, I am to a fault. Mm-hmm. I'm a very impulsive person. And Shocking. I will decide on Friday night, I'll decide on Friday night that I want to build a coffee table. Oh, man. And by <laughs> Sunday night, table? by Sunday night, I'll have a coffee table because that's just who I am. Like, I will say, I'm going to build a coffee table today and I will build a coffee table. You know, like this weekend, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. I had the bug up my butt this weekend where I was like, you know, my online store kind of sucks. I have two items in it, and they're not even the real items. They're renders of the items, and it looks fine. But I have these other things that I want to sell, these wine displays that I've been making. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got to up my photography game. So I bought myself a softbox, and I, you know took a whole bunch of pictures. I took probably about 20 or 30 pictures of these three different things. And Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of quality time getting great pictures. Yeah. Because that was just, I decided at that moment, hey, I want to get this done. And that's how I do it. I really wish I could plan better. I really do. I just don't, (laughs) I don't have that ability. It's not in my personality. Even, even as far as client work, like right now I'm in my head, I'm going through my head right now. I have five things due for clients. And there's no hard deadlines on any of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. <laughs> wow. That's a major problem. Because if I have a hard <clears throat> deadline, I'll hit the deadline. Not a problem. If I don't have a hard deadline, it's going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to work on that project today. Yeah, I think I'm going to build a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's kind of how that's kind of how my table. mind works. It's, you know, it's the one thing that everyone can relate to. <laughs> I, I was Gosh. thinking about that when he said, Here, here's a perfect example. After dropping the coffee table on us, <laughs> and I got nervous, he was going to be like, I decided I was going to make my own vintage, you know, Victorian furniture from the 1911 era, you know, <laughs> strictly from this, you know, specific place in, in England at that time. Well, I got I this like, new router. I've been wanting to try it out. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, I built an addition on my house. <laughs> You know, you guys are not that far off. That's the scary part. I went down. I love it. There was a weekend where when I first started setting up my shop and I had only planned on it being a corner, right? 
I had like no space, but it was a corner and it was the space that my wife and I had agreed that I would have for that. And it was fine. But then one day she's like, you know, I can see where you're starting to struggle with space. Why don't we rearrange the basement and make it a little more effective for you? I'm like, okay. And I literally spent eight hours in the basement. Oh, dude, dude, I we tore that half, the tool half of the basement got torn apart, and every tool got put in a new place that was perfectly optimized. And now the shop is great. But that was a spur of the moment thing. That wasn't something I was going to do. I would never have done that. I would have been walking around shelves that were in the middle of the basement just because I'm a lazy sack. But the spur of the moment hit, and it was like, I got to do this. Let's do this now. Let's do this now. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah, impulsivity is definitely, it's one of my, I mean, look, it's one, also one of my strong suits because I can just, on the spur of the moment, decide. Okay, so Ant, the thing that, so I made Ant. Um, a plaque for his office. Yeah, I love that it. That says "Create and Dominate." It's got his logo. It's got the Clemson logo. It's the Clemson colors. It's freaking I, beautiful. I, obs- I obsessed down to the point where I found the font that Clemson uses for their nice. athletics. Oh yeah. So like, I made sure that this thing was tight. Yeah. But I decided I was going to do that like the morning I did it. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm, gonna make, I'm just going to make something for Ant because you know what, Ant's a good guy and he's been a friend for a while and I want to make him something. Right. So it was like, you know, just I decided that morning I was going to do it because that's just the way I work. So long, long, long long-winded version of the answer. No, I really don't plan anything. (laughs) I love it, though. That was a long trip to a very short answer. No. (laughs) That's all right, though. I I love it because it's something I I know recently. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be a few episodes back now. But um, just the idea, you know, as creatives, so often we get so focused on, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves and we never just stop and play and never just stop and, and try things. And that spontaneity, you know, it reminds me of like, here's the geeky side of me coming out. If this, you know, if, if your creativity was like a video game, you're not worried about planning every detail down to that end boss. It's like, I'll learn the skill I need when it comes up, mm-hmm. you know, as I need something, I'll figure out how to do it and I'll mm-hmm. just do it and try it. And that's what keeps it, I think, fun as well. And, it keeps it loose. I love that approach. Bob Claggett from I Like to Make Stuff, that's his philosophy. He's a, He considers himself a generalist. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be... He said, I don't need to be an expert on everything. Right. I want to have right. enough knowledge to apply to a project. So I may not... I don't need to know how to weld 50 different things, right? I need to know how to weld steel. Yeah. So I just need to learn how to weld steel. Yeah, one day I may want to learn how to weld aluminum, which is much more complicated. Ooh, right. But I don't need to do that now. I need to learn how to weld steel for yeah. this project. So I'm going to get really good at that for this project. And it's an interesting approach, but it's also probably the most practical. So Exactly. We, we can spend all our time learning and, and trying to think what we're going to need, or you can just jump in and start doing it and figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Ant, what about you? Uh, I'm a little more pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, one of us is Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell y'all right now. I'm probably one of the most boring cats on the planet, but I'm also probably the happiest cat on the planet. Right? You know, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty robotic in my daily operation. Um, every day at 10 a.m., I have a little 10 o'clock conference call or what have you for about 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. and during that call. I get up, take the dogs out, and um, 
take my phone or my camera and I'm shooting something right every single day. Even on the weekends, I still get up, take the dogs out at 10 and I'm trying to shoot something. If it's not something right outside that back door, it's something in the kitchen, it's something in the living room. It's just, it's just I, I have to do it. It just feels like something that I need to do. Sure. And a lot of that stuff, it, it has worked out and opened my eyes to see that, you know what, you could have recomposed it this way and it would have been a little bit better. You know, a little stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I shoot something every, every single day, you know, and I go through my little list of tasks. Like right now, January and February is always busy with the CES stuff. Right. Um, far as getting there and writing the stuff out. But once you get back from CES, you're on those mailing lists. So you got all kinds of shit coming in. It's good <laughs> and some that's bad and, and filtering through that. And, right. you know, last night I spent two hours trying to shoot a, a pair of speakers. Okay. You know, just two freaking hours, just gone. I looked up and I'm like, man, I've been sitting here with this damn tripod for two hours, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, but that, but that's part of the process. I'm sitting there right. and I'm moving lights around and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm turning it, the, the speakers this way and that way and, and changing the lights and changing the flash. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just, a part of it, you know, but the only way I could have done that is by taking advantage of that 10 o'clock session every day. Right. Well, regarding your 10 o'clock session though, it sounds like when you do it, your, your only, only real goal, your only real goal of practice is to just shoot something, shoot something. I I strongly believe in that. Shoot something. mm -hmm. People that want to get better at photography, shoot more. I don't care if it's shooting bad, shoot more. That's that's the only way to learn. I guess what I was wondering is, are you going at it and saying, okay, 10 o'clock tomorrow's coming. I want to nail down how to light with a soft box and a grid spot from a 90 degree angle at this power. You know, how can I make this work? You're not getting quite that. that no, detail. not that granular. Every yeah. now and then I will. Okay. Um, because I have, I have a lot that keeps me busy anyway. Right. And so I have to sort of schedule out stuff like that. Yeah, I have to schedule out. Say, okay, in two weeks, I'm going to spend Saturday morning post gym mm-hmm. doing overhead shots of coffee. Yeah, right. You know, I'll, I, and I'll literally write that down. Yep. You know, nothing wrong with that. I know I've got one thing on my list because um, the episode as we record this, the episode that came out today um, with Eric Lawrence Jr. He's a uh, makes flatware and I mean this beautiful oh, work. So good. Yeah, his his work is amazing. And I that was a good I, episode. I, oh, uh-huh. thank you, thank you, guys. Uh, he was just such a blast to talk to. He's a he's a listener of both Digital Soup and this show, and and just reached out to me. And I was as soon as I saw his work, I said, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> this is amazing." But he had sent me some samples, and he's like, "Oh, image wise, you can just pull whatever you want off Instagram or whatever else." And I said, "Okay." And I'm thinking, you know, I got these samples. I'm gonna set it up and shoot it. Well, I had all the best intentions in. I got closer and closer to release date, ended up being home a few days sick with the flu. And so I was like, I got to get these images done. And I, I set up and I, I put zero effort in. I, I feel like, you know what, I I need to do better with this because yeah. that, that product, like small flatware was more difficult to shoot than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've used lights a lot and, and I'm fairly comfortable with them, but I've never shot that kind of stuff. 
And I went into it. I'm like, oh, I'll just, I've got, you know, I had a little video light and some window light and a little reflector card. I'm like, this will work just fine. I can snap some shots and, and do this. And, you know, of course, mind wasn't all there. I was <laughs> dealing with a, a stomach flu or something. And so I was kind of just half thinking anyways. And I, I got done. I'm like, all right, those are good enough. And then I went down a few days later to edit them. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, these are these are not great. But the, the episode's coming out in two days. I don't have time to reshoot. So man, they're going to roll for now. <laughs> you know? uh, the, the, the episode is more important than the images in this case because I, yeah. I linked people up to his you know website and the beautiful images there. But yeah. That's one of those things. I, I, I look at you and every now and then in the evenings, I'm putting my kids to bed and I'll pop on. You'll be doing an Instagram live and you're shooting whiskey or you're shooting this or, you know, <laughs> just making the images you need to do for whatever you're working on, but you're letting people see what you're doing. And it's like, you know, I don't do that enough. I've been trying to make up. a concerted effort of, of doing that more because I want to grow my community even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very, very fortunate to have the community that I have right. um, just based on the small amount of time that I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what, let me just keep growing it and, and keep sharing it because people enjoy it. Yeah. Know? We we love being able to to go along long for the ride. You know, the interaction is key. You know, for for both of you guys, I mean, um, not to speak for, for you guys have known each other much longer than I've known either of you guys. But, uh, you know, that's the thing that made me just look at this when we were chatting the other day and decided to do this and say, yeah, let's get you both on because there's so few people these days that you meet online that are so encouraging and supportive of each other, you know, no matter what the creative pursuit is. And both mm-hmm. of you are are the, the type of people that are just like, oh, you did that. That's awesome. You know, and you're willing to engage. And, and not only that, but you let people into your process as well. You know, you let people see what you're doing. And, and that's so, it, it's such a different connection when, when you're in the creative world, because you know that as mm-hmm. a creator, you want to feel that. And then it just feeds off, everyone feeds off each other, you know, that, that positivity, yep. That you know the the dominating. <laughs> you say. I had to I had to learn that I had to learn that because I was very when my my only thing was photography. Right. Um. I was very I I don't want to say protective, but I kind of was. Mm-hmm. Like it was very it was a very insular thing. Like I would take my raw images, throw them on my computer, sit there for a couple hours editing, ruthlessly editing, getting rid of the garbage and keeping the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never really discussed my processes or showed progress pictures like, hey, I started with this or look what this is the before and after. No, it was my 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 Flickr feed has to be curated perfectly. Right. Otherwise I'm embarrassed. Now I, I'm much more willing to show, hey, look what I you know, this is how I'm doing this. I started with this piece of wood and I'm doing this too at first and now we're gonna have this. And sometimes my Instagram will be, you know, six or seven shots in a row of the same project at different stages. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is that people actually gravitate to that more than your perfectly curated, amazingly mowed lawn. Right. You know, sometimes yeah. they want to see what kind of weeder you use, and sometimes they want to see, you know, what you're spraying on it to get, you know, to fill in the patches. Right. You know, they want to see the the warts and all. And I, I really had to learn that. And one of the people, and, you know, we're talking to him now, Ant is one of the people <laughs> that got me to realize that, hey, you know, the process is important to people too. It's it not is. just the end product. And 
man, once I learned that, it just I just felt different about everything. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am now. It's like, yeah, I love showing the process pictures. Hey, I'm working on this and this is where I'm at with it. And, and people go, oh, that's cool. I can't wait to see it finished. And don't get me wrong. There are my moments where I think, oh, gosh, I, I, I shouldn't put this up here. This is so boring, <laughs> you know. But then there's always those three or four comments that pop in. Yep. Thank you. I was wondering how so and so, so and so, right? You know, and and I'm like, huh? See, that's that's why I'm doing this because it's 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 a way to help other people learn more about it or help other people learn to do it themselves and mm-hmm. you know and step their game up. You know, right. because that's all I do. I sit here and I watch freaking YouTube all <laughs> day long, and you know, I turn my television on downstairs. I'm watching more tutorials. Yep. Listening to audiobooks, and it, it's just I'm constantly feeding this stuff into my head because I want to get better at it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I take whatever I've learned and I try to share it with somebody else. Yep, and, pay it forward. And 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 I think that's the only way to build a community. <clears throat> excuse me, is to build a community is just by sharing the, the knowledge and not necessarily, you know, you ain't got to share all your secrets, but no, sure. Know, but send send people down the right path to say, hey, you can do this too. Yeah, we didn't learn in a vacuum. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. And people tend to forget that. You know, you learn something and you take the skill and you're like, oh, I have this skill. And you act like a squirrel and you hide (laughs) it in your little nut hole, you know. But but realistically, we didn't learn it from ourselves. I, I don't I haven't come up with any amazing, innovative technique that, you know, maybe I've taken something that somebody's already done and adapted it. But nothing I really do is anything that people haven't done. I'm just maybe I'm doing it a little bit differently. But that's the part that people want to see. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're protective of that, well, okay, fine. Maybe you're protective of that. And good on you if that's the way you want to be. But the reality is that your community is only going to grow if they think you're giving them something of value. And Mm -hmm. if you think your end product is the only thing you're giving them of value, you're not going to have an audience for very long. Nope. That doesn't retain an audience. It just doesn't. I will say I have done a little pushback because uh, my community has been asking me. I get a question or comment about it damn near every day. You should vlog more. You should vlog more. <laughs> and I'm the worst vlogger ever. And I'm like, my life is so boring. Yeah, there's, I can't make that uh, interesting. I can make it look cinematic. But <laughs> <laughs> I can edit it nicely. It'll have a great soundtrack. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but my life is so boring. And, I, and it just trips me out that people are like, you should vlog more. Give me some right. more vlogs. And I'm like, man, you, you just don't know the day in the life. <laughs> you know what it is, though? I, I think it, it brings it. It's not even the process. People are I mean, they, they love seeing the process. But what they love, really love seeing is you. And what that does by by opening up and, and bringing people into the process or vlogging is a great example. It lets them see that, okay, I'm seeing this end result over here. That is just amazing. I love it. It's blowing my mind, you know, that's, you know, this person created. And now I'm seeing them. I'm seeing how they got to that. And you know what? They're not some mythical creature with special (laughs) magic powers to do this. They are a real person and I can connect with them. And it, it, it makes them, I think, in a lot of ways, appreciate the work more, spread the word more because they feel... And they finally, you know, it clicks and we're all guilty of this. I've got a number of photographer friends that are, are friends now 
that going into it, I looked at and I was like, there ain't no way they're going to talk to me. These people are way beyond my skill level and, you know, everything else. And now I talk to them over my lunch break, you know, just for fun. Like, hey, what's up, man? What are you shooting? What are you working on? And it's all because you got to know them and and you got to realize that, you know what? No one has any special powers or, or magic abilities. They're all real people. They're all regular people doing regular things, the same work that any one of us could do if we chose to do it. Yeah, put the work in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and letting them see your vlogs or, or, you know, behind the scenes on the process just gives them more insight to, to who it is and where you're coming from when you're making whatever you're making. I think that's why people really latch on to, to those communities so much. Man, I, I tried to shoot some vlog stuff Saturday, but Uh-oh. I was like, man, I'm not feeling it. So I got a bunch <laughs> of footage, but yeah. I know I don't feel it. I'm not going to put that out there because it's not no. genuine. You know. No, I, I say that, and and I, I tell you right now, I will. I, I might share a little video clip here and there, maybe some Instagram live stuff occasionally, very rarely. Yeah. But but doing the the daily vlog, I did. I did. I think 110, 115 episodes straight. Oh. And oh, I I got so <laughs> sad. I'm like, I I never ever want to do this again. It's not it my twice. thing. Ugh. Yeah. It's so much work. (laughs) I did did in 2000, I want to say 2007 or 2006, I did a daily vlog and I went um, one year and a month and a half. Oh, Oh, man. man, And And then I did it again a couple of years ago. Where it was a three minute like news of the day type thing. Right. I remember those. Those were I like those. I did those every day for sixteen months. Oh. I like those. I remember those. And boy, I was just like at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, I am so done doing this. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of work, man. Oh, just standing in front of the camera is more to it beyond (laughs) the camera. Do you, yeah, yep. I mean, so just think about what goes into even like something short, like a three minute thing. Like, yeah. okay, so there was three minutes in news of the day. So I would get in front of the camera, I'd come up with a topic. I used to keep a list of topics just in case I couldn't think of one. Right. I would get in front of the camera, look into the lens, and talk for three minutes straight, very few edits, very little right. anything. And then I would sit down at the computer, cut the whole, cut the end, cut cut the beginning, put the put the intro on, fade out the end render the whole damn thing, come up with an interesting thumbnail, upload it to YouTube, then start promoting it on all my social media. Right. And okay, yeah, it's three minutes of recording two and hours two later. hours of work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, it seems like, oh, you're only doing three minutes a day. Yeah, that's yeah. the recording bit. And if I could take that bit and send it off to some like <laughs> editing farm in India that they could do this for me, that yeah. would be awesome. You know but what? that's not the way the world works. I think I have my next vlog idea. I'm going to vlog, and I'm going to show y'all just why I don't vlog. Nice. (laughs) It's an (laughs) anti-vlog. I think, though, wouldn't you agree with this, Vinny? We need to make him shoot it as cinematically as possible. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You have to shoot... 100%. Hundred percent. You have to do it nice that style with a gorilla pod oh, I and got you. your your heaviest lens pointed at your face with the road I mic. Mean, you can I bust out you. some you can bust out some, you know, Peter Jackson, some Michael Bay moves. I you know, make that thing sing like it's on a in an IMAX theater. I got and then you. you have you have to use Joaquin Carude's music and it has to you have to do all your cuts have to be right on the beat because if you don't do it that way I'm not watching you have to open with a time lapse I mean come on man if we're gonna do this we are gonna do this and it's gonna be literally like 
Here he is putting toothpaste on his toothbrush. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to have the toothpaste fall down and then go back up. Yeah. Like, to, so that it syncs up with the beat. Like, a little, a little <laughs> boomerang on there. That'll be, we've got the first, you know, three minutes planned for you. Exactly. Oh, man. And I mean, and it takes you like 17 minutes to make a cup of coffee with your pour over thing. So, I mean, you got Oh, no, that that's going. more like five. Watch well, it now. Still, Watch you, it now. Slow motion that, and you can slow. turn it into a half hour. Slow motion that. There's the whole episode. It'd be, uh, look how avant-garde I am. Just, just that nice voiceover, like, I really don't like vlogging. And this oh, is why. Man. Oh, my <laughs> I love French roast, man. French roast. <laughs> like, you can keep your arabica garbage, man. I'm all about the French roast. <laughs> See? Y'all think I'm playing. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I can't I'm wait. to make a vlog that's going to show the journey of putting one together. And then I'm going to be like, that's why I don't do You know what you shit. should do? Like, here's a serious idea, actually. I, I actually think I got the way to do this for you. Do a vlog, right? Mm-hmm. Then do your do your secondary vlog, which is the behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. at the same time. Release the vlog one day, and then say, "Okay, remember the vlog you watched yesterday? Yep. Well, here's what goes into it." And like show your shot setup and everything, because I don't think people appreciate it. No, no one's really ever done that. Okay, I can do that. That would be perfect. Dude. I can you do could that. Nail that. And if you if this thing goes viral. Do me a favor. At least point people back to Vinny and I on this episode with you and say, yeah, "Please, I can use the help." Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need any credit. <laughs> back to <who? laughs> yeah. I don't need any like monetary credit. Just, just maybe a couple extra listens would be cool. <laughs> you know, it's not college saying? football season yet. We're still friends. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cool now, man. Yeah. We're cool for now. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into college football. My team stinks here in Minnesota. Well, so. My team and his team are always at each other. (laughs) It's the greatest rivalry. (laughs) Mine don't, he says, not even a hesitation. (laughs) Neither does mine, just they did this year. (laughs) Who's your team, Vinny? Alabama. Okay, okay. Yeah, me and Ant, me and Ant have fun at championship time every year. It's yeah. like, yeah, me and you, buddy, me and yeah, you. Here we we're go. the only ones talking every year, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> every year. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love it. Ending on a ending on a creative note with you guys. We we generated some ideas. You know, uh, I get flack for for being a Kevin Smith fan, but. <laughs> what? I, I really do. No. Yes. You? I know it's a shock, a but minute. I do. But what? What? What we just did? It, it reminded me so much of the reason I love his stuff so much on his podcast is because what we did making this video for Ant, this fictional video here. That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff he does. Just just lets mm-hmm. it out there, brainstorms and just has fun with it. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's got this crazy walrus movie in the theaters, and you're like, <laughs> what? What? And so we're going to do the same thing when when this comes out. We're we're going to promote Ant's video like crazy. Oh, hundred! I promote all his stuff well, reflexively yeah. at this point. Anyway, I'm I already thinking of I'm already thinking of where I'm going to have the camera set up. Y'all See, have, y'all have no oh, idea. I love it. I can't uh, wait. To, I'm real. I'm actually looking forward to this because I think some, I think I love. I'm a process nerd. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see your process than your video. Yeah. Like Same it here. just that's just who I am. I Same love here. watching how thing I like watching the sausage get made. Yeah. I don't need to see all the steps, but I like watching a lot of it, you yeah. know? Yeah. So this this I can't wait to see this. I'm, I'm with awesome. you. It'll be terrific. And and I'm not gonna lie though, this finished product I am 
pretty excited for this too because I think anyone if they if they're listening to this and they hear what comes out the, the behind it, you know, <laughs> it, it's gonna bring another level of like he did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It. By the time this gets out, it yeah. may be a thing, and they can look back and go, "Yeah, right. wow, look at yeah. that." Well, get, give me a heads up before you're going to release it, and then if I need to, I'll see if I can push this out on a Tuesday sooner than needed, and uh, we'll make sure they we can we can get in the lineup quicker. Right, cool. It's going it's to be a little while. I'm going to try to wait till the spring gets here. Okay, that way so I can this, do this more will be outside with natural yeah. light and okay. and okay. show more of the. Day in the boring life. Can, can you add some lens flares <laughs> and drone footage, like yeah. the, the pull away drone shot? You gotta of do a pull course. away drone shot. No, 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 no. You gotta do the orbit. The orbit. Yeah. Oh, the little hey. planet thing. Oh. Just a, a random thought. How come you never see those? You know, the the boomerang type Instagram shot. You never really see those done with drone footage, pulling way up and zooming way in back, um, <laughs> back you, and you, forth. Do you? You you do. They're out there. Man, um, I think that would make though. me sick. I think I've done it once Have or you? twice. Yeah. Like 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 a, a fast motion way up and way back down, like right back in. in post, man. It's man, I, I, you're going to give some emotion sickness. <laughs> I'm going to have to put a wet towel on the back of my neck just to watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All you man. VR guys know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different world of creativity, Vinny. It sure <laughs> is. It sure is. Well, guys, anything else before, <laughs> before we start wrapping here that you guys want to uh, touch base on or shout out to or... Any of that stuff, because we could, like you said, I think we could probably keep going seven hours, but sadly tonight, I can't. Aw. I know, but we can always do it again. You guys are yeah. more than welcome back anytime you want, so. Yeah, thanks for having me on, yeah, man. Th- thank you very anytime. much. I really do appreciate it. This was as much fun as I expected it to be, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, the other thing, we didn't even mention it, but if I understand right, this, you guys have known each other for quite some time, but is, is this actually the first time you guys have spoken Mm-hmm. That is correct. Like that hurt correct. each other. That is crazy. We've known each other probably. I'm I'm assuming it's somewhere around ten years. It's pretty close to that. Time. Yeah, and this is the first time we've ever spoken, it, which is just bonkers to me. <laughs> the thing is, and and I, after you said that earlier, Vinny, I started thinking a little bit more, um, trying to figure out like when it happened. And the only thing that comes to my mind, and I'm gonna try not to derail you too long, Dave. No, you're all right. You're all right. But I wrote an article several years ago about Walter Scott in that situation uh, where he got shot down in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And in that piece, I also included the fact that I take my boys to the gun range and okay. let them shoot guns. So of course that thing rippled and oh. it pissed a lot of people off and excited a lot of people. So, and at that same time, a lot of people like Vinny, was just reaching out and saying, you know what? Good on you. You you I, right. you know, you you you're real, you're telling it like it is, and it just it just grew. I'll never ever forget that two weeks of that article being shown in my email or on my Twitter feed or something like that. And right. wow. I think that's about the time Vinny and I really latched on because I had been following him before that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's about the time he and I really sort of latched on to one another and shared, you know, our, our different life experiences and whatnot. Right. Yep. 
That sounds about right. I probably would. If you said you were taking your kids to the range, that probably would be something I would go good on you and yeah. good on you for teaching them the right way to be. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had pictures and I got so much hate because I had pictures of them with a Glock 9 millimeter. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're in the freaking gun range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Where would you rather they learn? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, that's good, man. Uh, yeah. I, 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 th- I knew it was something like that. I remember. I do remember just jumping out because we knew each other through a mutual friend yep. who's not making media anymore. Um, well, he makes stuff occasionally, but yeah. Uh, um, and that's how I heard of Ant. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote that, and I was like, "Yo, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like this guy." And that was it. And it's just kind of the weirdest, most unusual friendship ever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yep. Yep, we have spoken. I love it. I love it. When you guys said that earlier, I thought you were pulling my leg here. I was no, like, dead no, dead serious. There's no way they haven't we, talked yet. And yet we we do chat a lot. A lot. Right. A lot. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and this is I mean, this is how tight we were. It's like when I made that when I made that plaque for him in his whiskey glasses, I was like, yep. dude, I need your address. I got something I got to send you. And he just gave it to me like right. it wasn't even a it wasn't even weird. Like, no, here, internet stranger, let me give you my home address. Don't kill me, okay? Oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, doors open. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's cookies on the table. Chris Hansen will be out. It'll be a whole thing. Say hi to what the What did dog. you have a seat over here? <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, why don't we, uh, let's see, I don't know who, you, you guys can decide who wants to go first. Let people know what the best way to get in touch with you and find your work is at. Go ahead, Vinny. All right, so um, you can probably you can find me on Twitter. That's where I spend a lot of my time at um, Handmade by VF, or on Instagram at Vincent M Ferrari, or my website at VincentMFerrari.com. Perfect, and we'll link all of those up here, of course, in the show notes too. So, cool. Uh, me, you can find me on Twitter as well at Ant underscore Pruitt, and Instagram is Ant Pruitt without the underscore. But I would love for you to hop on over to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Aunt Pruitt. And just go over there and take a gander at some of those random videos. And if you know someone that's looking to try to learn a few uh, creative tips and tricks, pass that, uh, pass that channel on over to them and um, give me a shout. And just hit subscribe. What do they yep. say? Smash that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification <laughs> Ring the bell. bell. <laughs> All of that good stuff. It'll All be worth your time. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure. We will do this again. I, cool. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna we're gonna do this again because I think there's, you know, today we we kind of let it just flow and had a blast. Man, I laughed so hard tonight. Those good times. Me too, man. I, and I, fun. I'm waiting, eagerly waiting, Ant. We're going to hold you to it, this video. Oh, If I say it, if I say uh, I'm going to do it, I don't distrust done. you. I, I, <laughs> I believe you when you say that, but, you know, we're going to be looking. If, if spring hits. Now. If no. spring, yeah, if spring hits. <laughs> The, ten, the, the tens of listeners on this podcast <laughs> will be coming after you. <laughs> no. Oh, All so right, guys. Right. <laughs> so how cool is that, right? I told you it was a fantastic conversation. And one of the most, I don't want to say, because I don't like comparing different conversations, but one of the conversations that was so free-flowing and one of the most laughter-filled, fun episodes I've, I've ever done, I think, 
especially that section where we went in and we created that vlog episode for Ant, uh, who hopefully will <laughs> will be sharing that as spring is now coming. Uh, Ant, if you're listening to this, just a reminder, you got that video to make still. So I know it's been a while since we recorded this. But anyways, this... This conversation, the thing is, there were so many great takeaways. These guys come at their their creativity from kind of different angles, but yet at the same direction. And the idea being to just live that create and dominate lifestyle where you can go out, do your thing, and try and just be the best that you can be. Fantastic conversation. Guys, I hope you have enjoyed this one. I really did, and I look forward to talking to both of these individuals again, Vinny and Ant, like I said in the episode. You are both welcome back anytime you want to come back on. So that being said, it is time to end this adventure. The the, the adventure, as we say here, has come to an end. It is not the end, just another ending. We'll be back next week with a brand new, and when I say we, I don't know who I'm referring to. It's it's just me, but uh, I'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you, back to probably the little bit shorter format of the solo episodes. Got a few ideas uh, going that I want to touch base on and uh, hopefully get a little conversation started. But in the meantime, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Keep your eyes open for your own adventures and creativity this week and every week. Be well. Be kind. Take care of each other. Have a great week, guys. I will talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening. Music in this episode is provided by the band Portrayal. It's a track called Lost Souls. You can find it at freemusicarchive.org.